Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Make It Plain Podcast. Today's episode is going to be very special because it is the 23rd episode of Make It Plain as we conclude this year of 2023. This will be our last episode for this calendar year. And we just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has supported us throughout the journey. Those of you who have commented in the comment section, whether good or bad, we've enjoyed reading them and responding to some of them. Thank you so much for listening on our other platforms such as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the rest. And if this is your first time, of course, you can find those in the description box here on YouTube. Of course, we have our panelists here as normal, Richard and Andrew, and we're all excited to really engage today because we're going to be interacting with you. It is going to be a very interactive podcast. We're going to have a Q&A session, and we're also going to be giving away some free giveaways to thank you for being a part of this journey with us. So it's a very special episode. And what we're going to do is we are going to go over the four top episodes that you all have enjoyed based on viewership, the ones that have the most views. And we're going to start right there asking our first question. And of course, the first person to get the answer right, they will receive these giveaways Go ahead and take us further, Richard. All right, all right. So those in your chat, again, we're excited about this episode, friends, because we get to give back. So again, this is going to be a Q&A session, very engaging with our audience. So out of the 22 episodes, we picked the top four videos that were viewed the most by you all. And we thank you for those. So here are the top four episodes, top four viewed episodes. Okay, friends? Number one it, is... It would be good first to refresh their minds. Yes, yes. So I'm going to list, I'm going to, oh yes, yes. So let's actually, I'm going to list them first. Yes. I'm going to name the title of each, and then they're going to choose which one they think is the top four. Wonderful. Okay. So episode 20, Todd Friel of Wretched Network claims the seven-day Sabbath is done away with. Number two, episode 22, Blasphemous Pope is Fallen. The Vatican blesses same-sex couples. Do you think that one is the highest viewed? Which one? Episode 18, Liquor Sold at Kirk Franklin Concert is Drinking a Sin. And episode 21, The Antichrist, Rapture and Magog, which is a response to CBN News Online, Israel in Prophecy. Which one of those four do you think is the highest mm. viewed video that we have, friends? Though The first person who answered correctly will receive a free gift. And that mm -hmm. free gift includes one of our custom Safe to serve, make it plain mugs, as well as a free um, safe to serve custom keychain. All right? Mm -hmm. And many more. And much more. And much more. As the Lord says, so I'm looking in the freely chat. as you have received, mm -hmm. freely give. Let's all see right. who is first. All so, right. All right. Now, I see. we don't have gifts for everybody. Uh -huh. So there has to be a way to itemize which person mm -hmm. we can bless as they have supported and blessed us. All right, I'm looking in the chat right now. I'm looking in the chat. Let's see who what their an answers are coming in. Or 22, no. some people are saying, all right. I believe the individual, the person who got their answer correctly, the first person is, I think it's Carmel. Yes. Carmel Jonasaint. Carmel Jonasaint. Forgive, Forgive us, us if we have your name wrong. Your, oh, please, please. So I think it was Carmel <clears throat> who answered correctly. Episode 18, mm -hmm. which is the correct answer. That was the Kirk Franklin video where we discussed is drink is drinking liquor is liquor drinking a sin. That's right. All right, Carmel. So what we want to do, what we want you to do, Carmel, is email us at admin at stsministry.com. Admin at stsministry.com. Carmel, email us. Um, and then we'll just collect the pertinent information. That's correct. So you can get your free gift. That's right. Gift bag. That's right. Okay, Carmel, Jonah Saint, please email us. Okay? Wonderful, uh, mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right. So that was our first giveaway. What we want to do now is, again, address some of the past episodes that were most viewed mm -hmm. and go into a Q&A session. Because we want to be engaged with you all. Um, and again, as we go through these questions, there are other free giveaways that we're going to be giving out to the person who gets the answer correctly. That's right. You know, and as, as it, is, it is clear that we're living in the last days. Mm -hmm. And uh, Proverbs 22 and verse 6 says, train up a child mm -hmm. 
in the way that he should go, that when he's old, he shall not depart from it. Yes. That word train means to catechize, yes. asking questions and receiving answers. Mm -hmm. And uh, we don't want this just to be about the giveaways. No. Mm -hmm. We want, that's a part of it, yes. a blessing. But we want to also make sure the people who have watched and heard from God's word what truth is, that they can recollect those principles of truth mm -hmm, and give the right answer. Because in these last days, all of us who profess to be God's people are going to be brought before the rulers of the darkness mm -hmm. of this world. And we're going to be questioned. Why do you believe those things? Prove it from scripture. Mm -hmm. And we should be able to defend the faith of Jesus and to magnify his name. Mm -hmm. And by God's grace, some people are going to be saved as a result. So now they won't tell us what the questions are going to be mm -mm. Mm -hmm. on that final examination in these last days. Yes. So we have to prepare beforehand mm -hmm. and then the Holy Spirit will bring back to our memory yes. those things which we have studied and then we can articulate it. And then by God's grace, three words, we can make it, it plain. Amen. Amen. So on that note, we want to again give you all a refresher. Yes. That way you familiarize yourself on these issues, these doctrines we've covered. Correct. And again, you can answer accordingly. Okay, because friends? in the secular world, they have their year-end reviews yeah. of all the reports yeah. that were trending mm -hmm. and that were you know, you know, startling. Yeah. They go for that. So for us, what are those topics that we must focus on mm -hmm. that many people viewed? Yep. And that's what we want to address right now. That's right. That's right. So with that, with that, with that said, friends, take a look at the screen with us here. Based on, again, the top, our top viewed video, which is Kirk Franklin, liquor sold at his concert. We're going to ask you a couple questions based on the doctrine of liquor drinking. Right. Is it a sin in the Bible? Does the Bible condone this, friend? And we want to test your knowledge on these doctrines. Yes, all sir. Right? So let's play a, a couple clips and to refresh your memory, and then we'll get right into it, okay? All right, notice here, just again, just to refresh your mind, Kirk Franklin had his reunion tour. We had covered this, okay? And this uh, individual posted a picture of themselves at the concert, you know, drinking, sipping alcohol. And so I said, okay, you know, maybe, maybe you know, I don't like to just run with stuff. I said, let me go and um, verify. So I clicked on this individual's page and sure enough, you know, there was videos of them live streaming at the concert. So they were there and they were drinking. And so I'm thinking to myself, number one, I'm pretty sure that they have a say about, you know, these vendors selling alcohol at these events. Like me, me as a, me as a Christian, right? If I'm doing an event somewhere and they're like, yo, can we sell alcohol? I'm gonna say no, right? You're not going to sell alcohol at this Christian event. So here's the question. Is this a worship event or is this entertainment? Hmm. All right. So we give you a little refresher there, friends, of what we covered in the past. Mm -hmm. So we want to ask the first question in the chat. And again, the first person who answers correctly will receive their first gift. And, uh, and of, of course, as you're doing that, we're also going to be discussing this topic because it gets, it's very important, right? It's very important. So let's ask the first question here. So the first question based on that episode of wine drinking, the question is, when you drink wine, listen closely, friends, when you drink wine, what do you forget? Mm -hmm. Okay? When you drink wine, what do you forget? A, you forget where you are. B, you forget the law. C, you forget to pray. Or D, you forget not to drink and drive. Okay? Right. So again, the question is, when you drink wine, what do you forget? You forget where you are. A, B, you forget the law. C, you forget to pray. Or D, you forget not to drink and drive. Mm -hmm. Okay? I see the answers coming in here. All right. You guys are going rapid fire quickly. Correct. We're That's good. I love to see it. Uh-huh. Seems like keys to Christ has the answer correct, the law. Mm, okay. that, that's the correct answer? Yes, that's the correct answer. And that's right. in... Pastor, was that the correct answer? Proverbs chapter 31. Let's take a look at that. Yes. Proverbs chapter 31 and verse 4 mm. and verse 5. Proverbs 31, verse 4 
and verse 5. All right. So as you're going there. We want to confirm the answer. Go ahead. Yeah. Peter. So it was Keys the Christ who got the correct answer first. All right. I see all the correct answers down, but he was the most uh, quickest sure. on the draw. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's confirm that. Yes. Right. Proverbs 31. Uh, verse number four says, It is not for kings, O Lemuel. It is not for kings to drink wine, nor for princes strong drink. Verse five. Lest they drink and forget the law and pervert the judgment of any of the afflicted. Amen. Now, as we were talking about this, so he needs to make contact yes, with so us. Yes, he's the Christ. Please contact us at admin mm -hmm. at stsministry.com, okay? All, All right. right. So if we had to give one pointed statement mm -hmm. on wine drinking from the Bible, what would it be? Mm. And as I contemplated this, I am willing, by God's grace, and ready to address the controversy. Mm -hmm. And the controversy is, Christ turned water into wine. Now, this ha has been a controversy in past ages, and it is still a controversy even today, and it will be a controversy until the second coming of Jesus. In John chapter 2, what was that wine that Christ made? Was it fermented? liquor or unfermented the grape juice what was it so we need to go to the bible mm -hmm. and see what wine this was we arrive at bible truth by comparing scripture with scripture on the same point mm -hmm. first corinthians 2 and verse 13 all right so when we look at matthew 27 mm -hmm. and verse 34 the bible says when christ was on the cross that they brought a sponge dipped in vinegar mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and put it to his mouth. Yeah. And the Bible says when he tasted it and realized what he wa it was, mm -hmm. he refused it. Right. right? That was vinegar. What is vinegar called in the Bible? Vinegar is called a fermented beverage. It's called liquor in Numbers chapter 6 and verse 3. Vinegar of wine. Vinegar, liquor, number mm -hmm. six, verse three. Mm -hmm. So what Christ refused to taste and swallow and drink was liquor. Mm -hmm. He rejected it. So that means the wine that he made in John 2 was not fermented beverage, but unfermented. Mm -hmm. The wine that he served at the Last Supper in Matthew 26 and Luke, 20, 20, Luke 22 and, and John 13 was not fermented it was unfermented beverage. Mm -hmm. Vinegar is liquor, and he rejected it. Some people say, well, drink a little bit. Moderation. Moderation. Right. But Matthew 27, 34, when he tasted and realized what it was, he rejected. Mm -hmm. You know how some people drink, drink wine? Mm -hmm. It's a sip. Sip yeah. on it. A sip. Casual sip. A sip. Mm -hmm. A casual sip. Every it's now a and then. sip. Mm -hmm. When Christ, quote, unquote, sipped, sipped. he rejected. Mm -hmm. Not even a sip. Mm -hmm. So that would be my point, dealing with wine drinking in the Bible to put to rest the controversy Christ mm. turned water into liquor. That's right. Yeah. And, and those of uh, you who are responding in the chat are saying that the water he turned to wine was unfermented grape juice, and you all are correct on that point. Jesus would not serve us something that he refused. Correct. Amen. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's go to our second question based on that doctrine, that theme of drinking liquor. And again, if they want to hear more, they can always... Go back to the episode. Re refer back to the episode, friends, all right? You mm -hmm. want to um, read the second question? It says, here's the second question, friends. Listen closely. Are you ready? Class is in session. Where is the new... The, sorry, let me start again. Where is the new wine found, okay, based on this doctrine? Wine. Where is the new wine found? A... Opening a new wine bottle. Is that where it's found? Is it found in B, in the new process of fermentation? C, it's found in the cluster. Or D, by mixing together two different flavors. Where is that new wine found? Mm -hmm. Okay, Jared, you see, you're checking the, the chat there. All right, so let's see. All right, friends. As they're coming in. Who All was, right, the, who was the first there. to get that question correct? It looks like it was K.N. Powell. Let me just confirm. Wine to be unfermented. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, wait. Hold on. All right. 
Anthony. I, I see all the right answers, but who got it first? Anthony Spencer. Isaiah 65, the cluster of the grape. Hmm. All right. It was Anthony Spencer, yes. Anthony Spencer. All right. Anthony Spencer. Okay. Please email us at admin at sdsministry.com. Okay, so we can get your information. Anthony Spencer. All right. So, so for those who are not familiar mm-hmm. with that scripture, the Bible says to confirm the answer, mm-hmm. says not just opinions. Mm-hmm. In Isaiah 65 and verse 8, the Bible says, Thus saith the Lord, as the new wine, key phrase, new wine, is found in the cluster. Mm-hmm. And one saith, destroy it not, for a blessing, underscore blessing, a blessing is in it. Cluster of what? The grapes. The cluster of grapes. As you bruise that grape, mm-hmm. then that's the new wine. It's fresh. Mm-hmm. New mm-hmm. means fresh. Mm-hmm. No form of fermentation. Mm-hmm. It's fresh. Mm-hmm. And a blessing is in it. Yes. And when we take that principle now, and we go to 1 Timothy chapter 5 mm-hmm. and verse 23. 1 Timothy, let's see the other point of controversy on wine drinking. What did Paul say to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 23? He said, drink no longer water, but use a little wine for thy stomach's sake mm-hmm. and thine often infirmities. So people use the scripture to say that you, they can drink just a little Moderation. fermented beverage. But again, Paul would be advocating the same thing as would Christ. So he's talking about drinking a little bit of the fresh, new, unfermented grape juice for mm-hmm. thy stomach's sake, because it also helps stomach infirmities. And the mere fact that Paul recommended this natural remedy, mm-hmm. unfermented grape juice, that means a blessing is in it. Healing properties mm-hmm. are in it. And that's the, that's the scripture, pardon mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Isaiah 65 Five. and verse 8. Yep. The new wine is found in the cluster, mm-hmm. and one saith, destroy it not, for a blessing is yes. in it. Yes. The healing properties yes. are in it. It's medicinal. That's right. Amen. Wonderful, wonderful. Amen, amen. So that closes off that first segment dealing with liquor drinking. All right? Um, again, good job to all of you all in the, in the chat there on um, YouTube for answering the question correctly. And again, we, we, we wished we had gifts for everybody. I wish, yes. we wish, friends, we wish, okay? All right, so continue to stay tuned. All right, let's go into our next um, top-viewed video, which was dealing with the Sabbath. Remember Todd Friel? Mm-hmm. Uh, we discussed um, his video and his attack on the Sabbath. Let's um, look at this really quickly here. Said- All right. Uh, we'll have to play Dewey another time. Yes. Okay, so atta- Todd attacks the Sabbath. SDAs, as well as the prophet Ellen G. White, mm-hmm. okay? So just take a listen here, friends, just to refresh your memory. I want to get into our next set of questions. Row Sunday church-going Christian, have you accepted the mark of the beast? That's what Seventh-day Adventists believe about you and me. According to their discredited founder, Ellen G. White, Adventists believe that you've accepted the mark of the beast if you worship on Sunday instead of Saturday? Number Clip two. All right, clip two. Let's go back to clip two. Number three, the pattern for worship that we do observe in the New Testament is that saints were gathering on the first day of the week on the Jewish calendar. That would be Sunday. Why? Because it was Resurrection Sunday, the day that Jesus sealed our eternity. And that's been our tradition for 2,000 years until, of course, failed end times predictor White came along. All right, so he, he, he dives into two things there, but let's start with the first one. He says that we believe mm-hmm. that if a person worships on Sunday right now, they have the mark of the beast. He could not be any further from the truth. I'm going to confirm that from Scripture. But before we do that, let's answer the first question. Those in, you, in the chat, are you ready? Okay, remember, the first person that gets the answer correctly will receive a free gift. Okay, so let's answer this question. When does a person receive the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. A, is it when they receive an embedding AI chip in the brain and hand? Is it B, at death? Is it C, 
when they can't buy and sell? Or is it D, Sunday worship when it becomes the law of the land? When does a person receive the mark of the beast? Jared, just look at that Mm -hmm. there in the chat, see who gets it correctly. Okay. Okay. Um, So let's discuss this here because, again, we know right now that no one has the mark of the beast. Okay? No one right now has the mark of the beast. So the question is, when does the mark of the beast take place? Go with me to Revelation chapter 14. Mm -hmm. Revelation chapter 14, it gives us a view of the mark of the beast, and it lets us know when the mark of the beast takes place. So in Revelation chapter 14, verses 9 through 11, I'm going to start there. Revelation 14, it, it it brings to view the third angel's message. And the Bible says, the third angels followed them, saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead, this is the mark of the beast, or in his hand, the Bible says, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation, and he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels. Right? And so this mark of the beast that will be poured that that people will receive in their forehead or in their hand is not a present um, event that is happening right now, but so a we future. Want to find out when. So we want to find out when. Let's That's go right. on to Revelation chapter thirteen. Mm-hmm. Revelation chapter thirteen. Look with me at verse fifteen. It says here in Revelation thirteen and verse fifteen, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak. And we know that a beast in Bible prophecy represents a nation, a kingdom. That's Daniel chapter 7, verses 17 and verse 23, right? A nation represents a, a beast represents a nation. And this nation, this beast speaks. So we know that a nation speaks how? How does a nation speak? Through her laws. Through her laws and legislation. So we see here that this nation is going to speak through her laws that will cause or we can say force as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive the mark, this is the mark of the beast, in their right hand or in their foreheads. So the mark of the beast takes place when this nation, we can just name them the papal power, Mm -hmm. as we discussed in this previous episode, uh, works through the nation's, even the people, to enforce a mark in their right hand or in their forehead, Mm -hmm. right? That event is not right now. It's a future event, okay? And this is Sunday worship when it's enforced as the law of the land. And the United States of America will be foremost in implementing this law, which will then go worldwide. So we have the answer here, Rita Rhodes. Rita Rhodes, she wrote, when it is enforced by law, she was the first person to get this correct. Rita Rhodes. Rita Rhodes, you can go ahead and send us an email at admin at stsministry.com to receive your free gift. And she's absolutely correct. Yes. Because what Todd Friel was trying to say is that we believe Sunday goers now have the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. That is an incorrect statement. That's right. It is when the issues are brought plainly before everyone and they have a decision to choose. Once this law goes forward into law, goes into effect, at that point, all will have a choice to choose to obey God and his Ten Commandments, his truth, or to continue with man-made tradition. And one quick caveat here. Yes, it's clear from the scriptures Uh that no one right now has the mark of the beast Uh until the law is enforced in America first and then globally to force people to worship on Sunday. And those who then reject God's seventh-day Sabbath accept or remain in Sunday worship at that point from heaven Mm-hmm. It is uh, declared that they have the mark of the beast. Their probation closes. They're going to be lost. Mm-hmm. However, it is clear that people right now in 2023, December 27th, mm-hmm. if they are now rejecting the truth regarding God's commandments, rejecting God's seventh-day Sabbath, mm-hmm. and remain in Sunday worship right now, they have the mark of sin. Yes. Because sin is the transgression of God's law, mm-hmm. 1 John 3, 4. Good point, yes. If they die this way, mm-hmm. hold on now, if they die right now, mm-hmm. if they die tomorrow, rejecting God's seventh-day Sabbath and remaining in Sunday worship, 
technically not the mark of the beast, but they are the mark of sin mm -hmm. because sin is the transgression of the law. Now, if they're in the mark of sin right now, rejecting God's seven-day Sabbath, holding on to Sunday worship, they have the mark of sin. Mm -hmm. However, if they were to renounce Sunday worship later on, they can be saved. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. But let's not play around. Let people, let's, lest people think, well, I don't have the mark of the beast. Mm -hmm. so That's in the future. In the future. Right. I can stay in Sunday worship. Right. God forbid. forbid. Yes. Amen. When we know truth, God expects us to follow it and to obey his commands. Amen. Amen. Very good point. Thank you for that. Let's go to our second question based on that doctrine um, here. So the question, friends, notice in the chat, it says, the question is, the disciples who kept the Sabbath were first called Christians in what city? Okay. In what city? The disciples who kept the Sabbath were first called Christians in what city? A, is it Damascus? B, is it Antioch? C, is it Macedonia? Or D, is it Samaria? Mm -hmm. Okay. Again, right. is it Damascus, sharp. Antioch, Macedonia, or Samaria? You know, the, uh, I love how you all are very sharp because if we had put this in a poll, we would then see the percentage of people who are getting it correct. Mm -hmm. Just from a, uh, I like this. an eye yes. point of view, yes. it seems as though it's above 90%. Mm -hmm. But I can't <laughs> say for certain. Correct. So it's, it's good that you all are putting your answers. The first person to get the answer right is Jamaican Princess, because Keys to Christ, you already got the one. So Jamaican Princess, one. you are the recipient of this gift that we will give to you. Go ahead and email us at admin at stsministry.com. Jamaican Princess. You know, very good point. The last test from the powers of darkness, when we must stand before church power and state power, mm -hmm. it's not going to be a group exam. No. Mm -mm. It's not 80% correct, 90% correct. It's we are going to be tested how? Individually. That's right. Not in groups. Individually. Why? Because the true exam mm -hmm. going on in heaven, we're not saved in groups. Mm -hmm. Right. It's an individual test mm -hmm. before God. I digress. Let's confirm that. Acts mm. chapter 11. Mm -hmm. You have it there? Yes. Verse 26. The, notice what the Bible says here, friends. And when he had found him, he brought him. Am I in Acts chapter? Yes. I'm in Acts chapter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes. Verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. There's our city. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first. first. In Antioch, so friends. the controversy is this, that Christians in the New Testament did not keep, keep the, the seventh-day Sabbath, right. that some way, somehow, they kept the first day of the week hmm. as a Sabbath, calling that the Lord's day. That's right. So we want to prove now the disciples were first called Christians where? What city? In Antioch. Antioch. Let's stay right there. Then we go to Acts 13 mm -hmm. and verse 1. Yep. The disciples are now in Antioch. That's right. And then we skip on down to verse 13, mm -hmm. 14, and 15. What day were they keeping as a Sabbath in Antioch? Mm -hmm. Verse 14. 14. Yes. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia and went into the synagogue, the church, on the Sabbath day and sat down. And verse 15, they're reading, they're the, studying the God's law, word. Let's go to verse 42. Mm -hmm. It says now, And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Sabbath. The next. Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious Religions, proselytes yes. followed Paul and Barnabas, mm -hmm. who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. Yes. And the next, next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Antioch. Yes. Christians. The Sabbath. Keeping the, the same Sabbath that the Jews went and kept in the synagogue. Right. And notice, a next controversy is just tell us about the grace of God. Mm -hmm. Not about a seventh-day Sabbath. Right. All we want to hear is the grace of God. Mm -hmm. But notice, on what day was the grace of God proclaimed right on the Sabbath. to the Gentiles and Jews? Yes. On the Sabbath. Yeah, That's verse 43. 42. Yes, verse 42 as well. Yep. Besought that these words might be preached unto them the next Sabbath. Mm -hmm. And in verse 43 as well. 
Now when the congregation was broken up, many of the Jews and religious proselytes followed Paul and Barnabas, who, speaking to them, persuaded them to continue in the grace of God. That's Verse a, 44, and Sabbath. the next Sabbath day. That's the Sabbath. So yeah. what God has joined together, let no man put oh, asunder. So my friends, when people bring that point up, just tell me about the love of God, the grace of God, not the commandments, not the Sabbath. Here is a scripture yes, in the New it. Testament. In the New Testament, just make, just make sure it's the New Testament, right? That's because it. Not, yeah, that's Acts. Mm -hmm. And there are many more scriptures about in the book of Acts. They of kept course. the seven days. Acts Sabbath. fifteen, Acts sixteen, right. Acts eighteen. Oh, it's all in there. For and us. they can go back to the right. video, the video, Refer and back get to the those video. notes. That's all right. right, amen. Praise the Lord, friends. You guys are doing wonderful in the chat. Who was that? Um, Jamaican princess. All right, Jamaican princess. Yes. Again, you know what to do. Email us again. That free gift includes a custom mug. Safe to serve, make it plain mug, and a custom keychain. Safe That's to right. serve. All right, let's go into our next segment here. Yes, let's go into our next segment. And we just want to refresh your memory again. Uh, we talked about recently Pope Francis. And it says here on the screen, if you go to the screen, please. Pope Francis blesses same-sex couples. All right, you can see the thumbnail there. Pope Francis blesses same-sex couples. This was recent. A few weeks back, he did this. And essentially what he's saying is that, hey, Get married and come to the priest and get a blessing. Let's play that. Right. Also breaking this morning, Pope Francis says the Catholic Church will allow priests to bless same-sex couples. Lauren Green has the story from our New York City newsroom. Good morning, Lauren. Hey, good morning, Dana. Well, you know, it's called Declaration of Fiducia Supplicants. It's basically how Pope Francis is reconciling the church's doctrine on marriage, which the church still recognizes as only between uh, a man and a woman, with being caring and loving to people in same-sex relationships. Pope Francis has approved allowing priests to bless same-sex couples, saying that people should not be, quote, uh, subject to, quote, exhaustive moral analysis in order to receive the blessing. Mm. All right, so here it is. From Pope Francis, his words, when people ask for a blessing, an exhaustive moral analysis should not be placed as a precondition for conferring it. Now, we can tell for those of you who read your Bible that this is a man speaking and this is not God. Uh -uh. Because God always gave conditions in the Bible to receive a blessing. But before we get into that, let's get to this poll question. Those of you in the chat, here is the question. First person to get it right will receive a free gift. The question is, what does the same-sex union destroy? What does the same-sex union destroy? Answer A, America's left-wing culture. Answer B, LGBT. Answer C, God's image. Answer D, the U.S. Constitution. Again, what does the same-sex union destroy? A, America's left-wing culture, B, LGBT, C, God's image, or D, the U.S. Constitution. Go ahead and put your answers in the chat. Even if you're not the first person, go ahead and put those answers in. Let's get our fingers going. Let's make sure our minds are working so that we ourselves can articulate the truth. Mm -hmm. Now, what if the same person is first twice? We're going to skip them. So yes, the yes. last one, one, Keys of Christ, got it. Correct first, mm -hmm. but Jamaican princess was second. She gets the gift. So okay, wonderful. Exactly, wonderful. Mm -hmm. All right. So Genesis chapter. So who had the the right answer? I'm still looking here. Those answers okay. are coming in so quickly. I'm just scrolling up back to the Good. top. So okay. while you're looking for that, let's go to Genesis chapter one. And the answer for those of you who do not know is God's image. The yes, same-sex union destroys God's image. Let's yes, go sir. to perfection. In the Garden of Eden, Genesis uh, chapter 1. All right. Who was that? It was, I believe, the correct, the person who got it correct was Tamika Atkinson. Okay. God's image. God's yes. image. Yes. I think many of them answered prematurely. They yes. were saying marriage. But friends, marriage was not in the <laughs> answers, okay? That's, That's, That's why you got to wait until we finish reading the question. <laughs> all right. They're, they're anxious. That's All right, good. Tamika. So, you know, um, email us at admin at sdsministry.com. But it does destroy marriage. We know Yes, that. of course. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. friends. But they didn't wait, wait to see the, the options. options. Let patience have its perfect work, friends. All right. All right. Amen. Go Genesis ahead. chapter 1, look at verse number 25. It says that God created the beast of the earth. Verse 26 now. And God said, let us make man in whose image? In our image, yep. after our likeness, 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image, in the image of God created he him. Here go the two genders, yes. male and female, he created them. Mm -hmm. That's important to note. Correct. Because today people say gender is a construct. Yeah. There, there are hundreds of genders. Humans so, construct. Social, 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 social construct. construct. Human, yes. Yeah. But, God, but, but notice this. If that's a construct, they will agree with you that male and female is a gender. Mm -hmm. So which gender, only two, did God create in the beginning? Male and female. Correct. So all the others are made up and they are not true genders according right. to Christ and Amen. according to the Bible. Amen. So God created man in his image. And, and what will God do to those who add to his word. Revelation 22. Powerful. Yeah. God is adding. Mm -hmm. Yes. He will add to them the plagues. Yes. That's right. And mm. blot their names out, out of the book of life. Mm. We dare not mess with what God has put in motion mm. because he is, he is the law giver. How can we as his subjects try to tell him what is right from wrong? I hope people got that point. Yes. Because God only gave us how many genders? Two. Two. Yeah. And what are they now doing in Society, adding, you're adding, adding to it. You're adding. And the addition is not good. It is causing a defacing mm -hmm. of God's character, exactly. God's likeness, yes. God's word. Yes. Right. Even his marriage. Correct. For those of you in the chat, you were correct, yes. all right, but not the expected answer. And that's a very interesting, just a quick point here, how they are adding and taking away. And God is going to repay back, as mm. you've been discussing in these studies, God is going to repay back the vengeance. He's going to add their, the plagues to them but, and also take their names out of mm. the book. So God adds and take away when we do that to his word. Correct. You see how God Correct. does not play, friends? Correct. And what's uh, the scripture? Revelation, Revelation, 22. Revelation 22. Verse 18, verse mm -hmm. 19. Yes. One more scripture on defacing God's image. It says in verse 25, who changed the truth of God into a lie mm. and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. And for this cause, God gave them up to vile affections, women with women, men with men. And verse 23 now says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. Mm -hmm. Verse 22, verse 23 now, and changed yes. the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like the corruptible man. Mm -hmm. They are what now changing God's image. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very yes. frightening, mm -hmm. to say the least. Yes. Now, when we, you skipped a video clip, let's go back to that video clip, because now it, I believe, was providential. That, that drunk pastor, uh, Pastor yes. Dewey. Because Dewey. notice, we covered wine, mm -hmm. and then we covered the Sabbath, mm -hmm. and then now it's LGBT. Yes. Mm -hmm. So those who pervert God's true Sabbath mm -hmm. and promote the Counterfeit Sabbath, mm -hmm. they're drunk with wine, wine. Yes. the literal fermented wine, mm -hmm. and the false doctrine the Bible also calls wine. Mm -hmm. Those who hmm, discard and reject God's true image in marriage, mm -hmm. one husband, one wife, male and female, and promote same-sex woman with woman, man with man, and all the other bewildering mm -hmm. so-called genders and practices. They're also drunk, mm -hmm. drunk with wine, liquor, literally yeah. speaking, and, and drunk with false doctrine. Yes. That's why I say it's providential. Now it fits. All Give right. it to us. Notice here, friends. Listen mm -hmm. to this. And I said, hell, I cuss. Right. I speak in tongues and I know how to cuss in English. Am I talking to anybody around here since I've been saved? Oh. This is called church. This is church for many people. Pastor, he smoked marijuana. And what yes, and I like some Hennessy. Okay, every now and then. Mm. Hennessy. Wow. Yes. You know, and it's not striking right now mm. that the Bible says in chapter 4, listen, in chapter 14, verse 6, the everlasting gospel 
must be preached to all who dwell on the earth, mm -hmm. every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Verse 8, mm -hmm. Babylon is fallen. Is fallen. And that great city, yes. why? She makes all, all nations mm -hmm. drink of that wine. Yes. The literal, because they drink mm -hmm. literal wine, yeah, liquor, yeah. Mm -hmm. and also the false doctrines. Mm -hmm. How do we know wine points to false doctrines? It goes back to Proverbs 31. Mm -hmm. If you drink that wine, you will what? Forget the law. Forget the, the law. Judgment. Forget the truth. That's right. And what? Pervert yes, God's, God's judgment. Yes. And Proverbs 20, verse 1 says, wine, wine is a mocker strong and strong drink, drink is raging. Whosoever is what? Deceived Deceive thereby, thereby is not, not wise. wise. So spiritually, wine is deception. That's right. False doctrine. Then we watch now. Then we, listen. I'm coming to TD Jakes now. Uh -huh. Make it plain. Then now we go to chapter 17 of Revelation, uh -huh. verse five. Babylon, the harlot, uh -huh. is the mother of abominations. Yes, yes. abominations. Mm -hmm. Leviticus 18, verse 22. Man with man, abomination. That's correct. All yes. right, woman with woman, abomination. Mm -hmm. Then it says that Babylon is the mother of harlots. Who are the harlots? Yes. The, the other, other churches. churches. Yes. Do we church? Apostate mm -hmm. Protestant churches. His church. Yeah. And, uh, and T.D. Jake's church. Mm -hmm. Do you remember the other pastor in Georgia who died from... Eddie Long. Yeah. Eddie Long. Yeah. Wrapped up in that same homosexuality. Mm -hmm. He lost so much weight and became like a, a walking stick. Yeah. And then to deceive people, told people, he was on a plant-based diet. Yeah. He was now... Vegan. Vegan. Quote unquote. And because he's working out now, and in about two months, he's in the casket. Mm. And what was the rumor? Mm. And many of the rumors were actually true, came out to be true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Man with man. That was the rumor, the mm. allegation. Yep. And now we have this one, TD Jakes. Mm. Allegations around him. Mm -hmm. I wonder if it's the wine. Mm. I wonder. I wonder if it's the wine. Mm. I wish it we had causes you to pervert judgment. I really wish we had time so, to discuss so, that. So yeah. we just see that when we see these allegations around, mm -hmm. as the Bible says, you lie with dogs. You're going to get fleas. Mm. And you cannot go on hot coals <laughs> without be being burned. Burn. Burn. Yep. Yep. It, it's it's connected. connected. They're all promoting the one of Babylon. Yes. I wonder if these allegations will come true. Mm. And yeah. that's why we're calling people yes. from the false wine Doctrines, mm -hmm. the liquor, yep. as well as the false churches, popery, and these apostate Protestant churches. Mm -hmm. And of course, from Sunday worship to true Sabbath-keeping churches. That's Man. right. That's right. Man, and this Luke, is a formal call. Luke, Luke 12 tells us that yes, what's sir. in darkness is going to come to the light. Correct. Mm -hmm. Christ will reveal that which is secret, friends. All right. Do we have another? We have another question. Yes, right? we have another question. All right. So let's continue on the same subject, uh, speaking about Pope Francis, speaking about the false system of Roman Catholicism, and of course her daughters. Uh -huh. It says this question number six, and of course listen to the answers, the options. It says, "What is the secret of the Vatican's power? What is the secret of the Vatican's power? Is it a caring for the poor? Is it b praying to Mary?" Is it C, combating climate change? Or is it D, promising salvation in sin? Question again, what is the secret of the Vatican's power? A, caring for the poor. B, praying to Mary. C, combating climate change. Or D, promising salvation in sin. Let your answers be written in the chat. We're going to view them and see who got this right. Now, as you're going through this, of course, there are various scriptures that one could go through on to confirm the answer. The, the, mm -hmm. the papacy. Um, yes. Anyone? Yes. So, the, you want to give the answer? If you found it, yes, yes. Go ahead. So, messenger, messenger, you got the correct answer. Okay. Messenger. Yep. Okay. So, messenger, please email us at admin at stsministry.com. Messenger. Okay. Messenger. Because the correct answer is? The correct D. answer is D, promising salvation in sin. That's and the it. papacy works on both sides, uh, promising salvation by your works. In other words, you can do all these good things and be saved because of your works. That is false. 
or you can remain in your sins and not confessing them, the blood of Christ covers them. That is also false. Now, when you read Revelation 13, it talks about this papal power. It is described in various ways, but we know that it is a deceptive power. It deceives those who dwell upon the earth. And my mind goes back to Romans chapter 6, as we're talking about the subject of sin, Mm -hmm. salvation in sin. Paul was also wrestling with the Romans. Oh, that fits. Praise the Lord. The Romans, he was wrestling with the Romans on the same subject of salvation. And we know that the Roman Empire gave rise to the papal power, the Roman Catholicism, the Roman hierarchy. Notice what it says in Romans chapter 6, verse number 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Then, verse 15, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? What does Paul say? God God forbid. forbid. And then he continues, you were once in sin. You were once the servants of sin, but now that you have obeyed Christ, you have become the servants of righteousness. Mm -hmm. So when we are forgiven by Christ, when we receive his grace, it is not license to sin. It's pardon to get back on the right track and to now follow his Ten Commandments. But being under God's grace is not an excuse for sin. It's power to live above sin and now to go in the right way. Mm, that's right. That's right. And just to confirm that answer even more, I don't know if you're going to touch on it, but Great Controversy, page 572. Yes, sir. Speaking of the papacy, the Roman Catholic Church, it lets us know exactly that very same point as you, as you pointed out in Scripture. It says of the papacy, it is well adapted mm-hmm. to meet the wants of all these It is prepared for two classes of mankind, embracing nearly the whole world. Mm -hmm. Those who would be saved by their merits and those who would be saved in their sins. Here. Here is the secret of its power. Right. That's its power. Quickly, in chapter 3 of Genesis, Mm -hmm. it is the secret of Pope's power, one of it, salvation in sin. Mm -hmm. In chapter 3 of Genesis, the Bible says in verse 1 through verse Mm 6, that the serpent, Satan, took on the medium of the serpent. Yes. And what did the serpent, Satan, say to Eve? Hath God said. Mm -hmm. And it went on. Then Satan said to Eve, to the serpent, you shall not, Mm. you can disobey and you shall not surely die. Promising her life, salvation, in disobedience, in sin, mm-hmm. serpent, Satan. We go to chapter 12 of Revelation, verse 7 through verse 9. Mm-hmm. Satan is that serpent. Mm-hmm. And then what does Vatican mean? Divining, Divining serpent. Divining serpent. Mm-hmm. That's the connection right there. Divining mm-hmm. serpent. Promising salvation in, in sin. Sin. sin, disobedience. Mm-hmm. And uh, we come to Second Thessalonians, mm-hmm. chapter 2, verse 3 and verse 4. The papal power is called the man of Sin, the son of perdition. That's Mm. right. That's right. Wow, that's clear. Now, let's uh, keep going. We do have some other subjects we want to get to. The next one is dealing with the the episode where we touched on the Antichrist. We touched on also the rapture, Gog and Magog, Mm -hmm. CBN News. As you see here on the screen, CBN News, they were speaking about Israel. There's a war going on between Mm -hmm. Hamas and Israel, Israel in prophecy, and they had Jeff Kinley on. And he is a so-called prophecy expert. And he's explaining from his point of view, Ezekiel 38, Daniel chapter 9, and so on. Let's listen to him. All right. Notice here. Now, I mentioned, obviously, Ezekiel 36. The chapters that follow, you have Ezekiel 38. And this is something you and I have talked about many times, but I do want to bring it up because, you know, obviously that regathering happened and is continuing to to happen. People are continuing to come back into Israel. But in Ezekiel 38, you have this conversation about Gog of the land of Magog. And this is the one of the pieces that a lot of prophecy experts will debate over and argue over. But this, in your view, has not yet happened, this invasion, correct? Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Next so, clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of these events, obviously, nobody knows the day or the hour. In your view, based on your study of prophecy, what we can know in terms of what do you think the next event on the prophetic timeline is, the next definitive event that you think would would happen based on what you see in Scripture? Well, as you you trace through Bible prophecy and the prophecies that 
relate to the end times, uh, there's one kind of hinge catalyst event that we're waiting on, and it's called the rapture of the church. And I believe that rapture event takes place at the beginning, right before the beginning of the tribulation period. Uh, there are no dates to that. There, there are no real uh, timings that we can attribute to this, what we call uh, the doctrine of imminency, meaning it could happen at any time. Uh, but we don't believe the church, the bride of Christ, is going to be suffering through God's wrath during the tribulation period. So I see that as the very next prophetic event. And then the one right after that, at some point, whether it's weeks or months, will be the signing of that peace treaty with Antichrist that will officially begin the seven-year clock of the tribulation period. All right, so you hear, you heard what Jeff Kinley said. Let's go ahead and ask you the question based on this subject. First question, who does Gog, excuse me, who does Magog represent in the last days? Who does Magog represent in the last days? Option A, UFOs. Option B, Resurrected people after the 1,000 years. Option C, World War III. Option D, Armageddon. I'll repeat. Who does Magog represent in the last days? A, UFOs. B, resurrected people after the 1,000 years. C, World War III. Or D, Armageddon. Go ahead and... Type your answers there in the chat. All right. I'm seeing the answers come in here, friends. Mm -hmm. You have okay. someone there? Yes. The answer, I believe, let me scroll back up here. The answer was B. Mm. All right. The answer was B, resurrected people after the thousand years. And I believe Samara Fleming got the answer correctly first. Okay. I'm double checking. Yes, Samara. Samara Fleming, you got the answer correct. Please email us at admin at stsministry.com and we'll get your information, okay? You'll get your free gift package. Wonderful. You know, when we look at this topic here, and again, it's another controversial topic mm -hmm. within Christendom and even without yes. Christendom. And if there was one thing I would say on this topic, it would be this, to actually define that Magog, Gog and Magog, actually represents the unrepentant sinners who are resurrected after mm -hmm. the 1,000 years. And the Bible calls this resurrection the, the second resurrection. resurrection. Yep. That's Revelation 20 and verse 7. Mm -hmm. Verse 7 says, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison mm -hmm. and shall go out to deceive the nations, underscore the nations, which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, mm. to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the, the sea. sea. Mm -hmm. So Gog and Magog is used as a term, a title for the resurrected people after the 1,000 years. Mm -hmm. These people are resurrected, are not the saints, it's a second resurrection. It's the wicked, mm -hmm. Gog and Magog, mm -hmm. the unrepented. And if you look up the word Magog in the concordance, that dictionary, mm -hmm. it means anti-Christian party. Right. That's number 3,098, anti-Christian party. Antichrist party, antichrist group, who are they? Who will comprise the anti-Christian party? If you look at verse 10, it mentions verse 10, yes. In verse 10, it mentions the beast, Popery. That's right. Mm -hmm. Antichrist. The false prophet, apostate Protestantism, Antichrist group, Antichrist party, and all those who are in league with them. Satan, Antichrist. Mm -hmm. His devils, mm -hmm. the fallen angels, Antichrist party. These are, these comprise Gog and Magog. Remember, in that video, you can go back and take a look at it. Ezekiel 38 is yet future. Correct. Is yet future. Mm -hmm. It's a prophecy by Ezekiel for a future event. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why you have to go back and take a look at that because we unpack those scriptures. That's right. Now, there's something we didn't say okay. in that video, which is very startling to say the least. Look at Ezekiel 38. Mm -hmm. 
So Ezekiel 38, and I'm going to give you, you know, big picture, bird's, bird's eye, eye view. view. In Ezekiel 38, we see Gog and Magog mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. That's pointing to the second resurrection. The after the 1,000 years in Revelation 20. Now, since Ezekiel 38 is the second resurrection, where in Ezekiel do we find a type of the first resurrection of the saints? The dead bones. The dead bones, brother. Ezekiel 37. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel 37. The chapter regarding the dead bones. These Can bones these live. bones live? Mm -hmm. Yes. Knowest. Thou knowest. Blow breath. Mm -hmm. Yes. Bone to its bone. Mm -hmm. The resurrected saints. Yes. That's the first resurrection. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel 37. And Ezekiel 38, the second resurrection, mm -hmm. a thousand years apart, yes. even though Ezekiel 37 One and chapter. 38 are connected. Mm -hmm. A thousand years apart in the application. Mm. I digress. I mean, we can say more. Friends, don't be distracted by some comments. I, I can see the two preachers here, you know, your, your brows are frowning or, you know. <laughs> Friends, let's be clear here. For, for those who may have an aspersion to what we're doing now, just bypass this video and go watch another video on the platform. But let this be a, a presentation for those who are being benefited. Amen. I wish we could bless everybody. Mm -hmm. We can't. So we are packaging the whole blessing of our people this way. Don't like it? Pray for us. Let's move on. Amen. All right. We have a next but, question, right? But don't be a devil's rabbit in the comment section. All right. Thank I you. digress. Amen. Yep. We love you still. Yes, we do. Praise Amen. the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, next one. The, and this will be our final question for today as it relates to giving out uh, these mugs, which will be a part of the gift package. The question is, when will the rapture take place? Now, listen to the options. When will the rapture take place? Option A, during the last seven years of Daniel 9.27. Option B, before the mark of the beast. Mm. Option C, at the second coming of Jesus. Option D, secretly before the seven last plagues. When will the rapture take place? A, during the last seven years of Daniel 9.27. B, before the mark of the beast. C, at the second coming of Jesus. Or D, secretly before the last seven plagues or the seven last plagues. Wonderful. All right. I know the responses are coming in. Yes, yes. They were quick. They were quick draw on this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Um, they should know. Hopefully no false starts. Yeah. And I'm hoping that in the midst of all of this, we are being reminded uh, of how truth. to establish Ourself. what truth is. Mm -hmm. And ourselves in present truth. Mm -hmm. What do we have there, preacher? All right. So the answer is when will the rapture take place? The answer is C at the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I believe Patricia Cole got the answer correctly. She said at Jesus' return. Amen. Okay. Principally, that's the same answer. Okay. At the yes. second coming of Jesus, at Jesus' return. Okay. So that's Patricia Cole. Okay, Patricia. Good job by God's grace. Um, you can email us at admin at sdsministry.com mm -hmm. to receive your gift. Okay, that's Patricia that's right. Cole. And great job to everyone else. I believe most of you got the answer correctly. So that means, again, you are diligent students of the Word Amen. of God. Praise God. Amen. That's right. And we see when the rapture will take place. Matthew 24 tells us in verse number 30 and verse number 31, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all tribes of the earth mourn and they shall see the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory and he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet and they shall gather together his elect mm. from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other at the second coming of jesus is when the rapture take place takes place another scripture and it won't be secret and it won't be secret because Amen. in the same chapter, Matthew 24, it will be as the lightning flashes from the east to the west. Yes, sir. When you see lightning flash when it's dark outside and there's a thunderstorm, when it flashes for that split second, the whole uh, firmament is lit up. Biblical language. The whole heaven lights up. That's right. Oh, yes. I love this one here in Acts chapter 1, mm -hmm. um, verses 9 
prior to that, Jesus is speaking in verse 7 and verse 8. But verse 9, when he had been taken up to heaven, notice what it says in verse 9 of Acts chapter 1. It says, And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, so they were looking, they saw him. He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So Mm -hmm. did they see him go? Oh, yes. And verse 10 says, And while they looked up steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, they were watching, they were seeing, they were hearing. It says, While he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. These were angels. And they said in verse 11, Why stand ye here, men of Galilee, gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, did Jesus was take, Jesus taken up secretly before the disciples? Did they, not, did they not see him, hear him, go up physically, audibly? Mm-hmm. Yes, friends. And the Bible lets us know that the same way he left is the same way he will return again. Mm-hmm. Not secret. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. First Thessalonians as well, chapter 4. You can read verses 14 on down. It tells us that the Lord himself, verse 16, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. It says, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then those of us who are alive and remain will be caught up together to meet Christ in the air with the Lord. Is that it? Amen. That's it. You know, friends, in closing here, I just want to say this. I enjoyed this experience, and it was something different in the sense that the quizzes, mm-hmm. catechizing, mm-hmm. Safe to Serve International, and even the first-time viewers, yes. it was not, the results didn't come to us in, in, in a lump mm-hmm. group percentage, mm-hmm. but we saw individuals oh, yes. giving the, the correct answers. Yes. And secondly, I'm hoping that this can be taken from here and to be used to win souls. Just as when Christ came in Matthew 25 and he gave those three individuals talents. That's right. And one received five, mm. the other received two, two. the last one received one. one. Yeah. It was for soul winning. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the one who received two gifts said, two talents said, why he has five and I only I have, have two. Mm. Mm. I wonder mm. if that, yeah. I'm wondering if the spirit of rivalry was in their hearts. Well, he has two, uh, five, I only have two. Mm-hmm. Not so, right? It was what I have, let me go use it now. So yes. what you have gained from make it plain, these doctrines, go share it now mm-hmm. to address these controversial topics out there. And the one who received the one talent, hit it. Mm-hmm. Didn't use it for soul winning. No. And what did Christ say? Take the one talent from this one person and what? Give, Give it, it to the one with five, five yes. who had doubled his mm-hmm. in the work of soul winning. Yes. And we know that, thirdly, the time of trouble is coming. And Daniel 12 verse 1 speaks of it. And verse number 3 says, They that be wise mm-hmm. shall shine as the brightness, the firmament. Mm-hmm. And they that turn many to righteousness, righteousness. Yes. shall shine as the firmament, the mm-hmm. brightness. Mm-hmm. Shine. And imagine when we have sown these seeds and souls have been won as a result. Make it plain and power surge and the Bible studies strengthen us to go win souls. When Christ comes, we go home with him. What will he give us? A crown. Mm -hmm. And what will be in each person's Mm -hmm. crown who is saved? Stars. Some people are going to have what? More stars than other people. Will some people be saying, he oh. has more stars than me. Envy, of envy and rivalry mm. and who's the greatest? Mm-hmm. In heaven. Friends, we're we're going to be so caught up and surprised that we're even, we even made it oh, yeah. to heaven. We don't got to worry about We don't have time to worry about that. So what can we expect? Oh, friends, we have so much in store for you in the next year, the next go around in 2024. God has some special things planned, right? Yes, I believe he's going to be taking what we're doing here to another level. And again, this, these, these things that we're doing here behind the scenes is not simply just for us. But we're, we love to see that you're being edified and encouraged with what we're sharing. It takes much effort yes, sir. to do these things. It's not easy, friends. But the joy we receive when we see that people are sharing it and liking it and commenting. And so we want to hear from you as well. Like in the comment section, even now and after the stream, what would you like to see in the next year? What topics would you like to see covered in these presentations, friends? Because yes, then we have to sharpen each other. Iron sharpening iron, friends, preparing each other for the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I, well, I thought we were closing. I, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, 
an honor to serve. That's yes. why God gave us the name Save to Serve, and then we go prophesy again. And I take it as a responsibility as my family. I'm responsible for their salvation mm -hmm. secondarily mm -hmm. to assist them, mm -hmm. right? And so it's safe to serve at large, local and at large. Yeah. And that's why we do these things because we don't want to just talk about mm -hmm. how close we are to the last days, mm -hmm. but how can we practically get people ready? Get, get ready, man. Get ready, get ready. So again, friends, drop your comments in the, in the comment section. What would you like to see? Um, we have some special things lined up, even more giveaways. We want to do more of this, give back right be more engaged in these discussions right jared that's right right andrew that's it friends and so again we've been we've been so blessed and and we just want to again encourage you to again take these these doctrines take the word of god take these sessions use them as evangelistic tools for the saving of souls friends okay and again i i don't have anything else to that's say it, brother that's right it. friends that's um it. again like share comment if you've been blessed by this program Go and listen to the audio versions of our podcast and, and share them far and wide, friends. Um, again, let's usher in, hasten the second coming of Jesus Christ. So with that said, we thank you for joining us today on Make It Plain, and we'll see you on our next episode. God bless.